Welcome to another episode of the Student Television Network podcast, Say Your Name and Spell It. STN is an international nonprofit educational association. STN supports excellence in scholastic broadcast journalism, creative video, and filmmaking for middle and high school students and teachers. The STN podcast presents relevant information for members and anyone interested in joining the organization. And now, here's your host, Kevin Matsunaga. Aloha, and welcome to the STN Podcast, Say Your Name and Spell It, for April of 2020. By the time this podcast drops, it'll most likely be May. I apologize for that. I had all of these plans to do some recording at the STN convention in Washington, D.C., but as we all know that that got canceled, along with everything else that has been happening in this global pandemic that we are currently in. I used the convention as an excuse to buy some new equipment so that I could do some portable recording there. It actually has been beneficial, though, because I've been able to have that equipment with me at home and try and get this podcast recorded from my office here in Hawaii. It's been crazy what this global pandemic has done to not only our economy, but our way of life. My heart goes out to all of the high school seniors out there who lost the ending of their high school career. Many of them were not able to go to their final high school prom or even participate in their high school graduations. Despite all of this, there are a lot of schools and a lot of teachers and students out there that are still doing some amazing things, and we're going to cover some of those things today on the show. We want to highlight some of the outstanding things that are being done across the country and some of our STN programs out there. But first, we're going to talk to Nancy Held-Lucas, our CEO of STN, to find out what's been going on at STN since the convention. Welcome back to the podcast, Nancy. Thank you, Kevin. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, we wanted to bring you on today. So if you can just give us kind of an update. We haven't really had a chance to talk since the convention. I know there was a lot of things that went down about a month ago. And so I wanted to check in and see how things were going over there in California. So can you give us an update? Sure. I'll just start by saying that D.C. was probably the most difficult job I've ever had in my career, but we got through it okay. I look at it as we were on the edge of time. When we left San Diego, there were no cases of the virus in D.C. When we landed, there was one, and the next day there was two. Yeah, just like us. (laughs) (laughs) We left Hawaii. We left Hawaii on Saturday night, and there were zero cases in D.C., and we're like, I think we'll be okay. And it just was so amazing how quickly that changed in in just in a matter of a couple of days. It was. When we landed, many schools were already there ahead of us, and others who were arriving really wanted the convention to go on. And I think in retrospect, everybody understands how fast it was coming at us. It was hard to see it at the time, but things were changing by the minute. I think that our board made unprecedented decisions under pressure. And I think in retrospect, the right decisions were made at the right time as we went along. It was a really difficult period. I mean, I don't think I've been under so much stress in a period of a week than I was when we went to Washington, D.C. And you're right, things are just changing. It seemed like every single day we were adjusting for changes. And then the next day, something else would come up. And then we'd have to, oh my God, come up with other things in place. And it was crazy. It was, but it took us a while when we got back from D.C. to review the financial position to even know about refunds. I think everybody was very happy when we learned we 
were able to make some refunds to Mm -hmm. some of the schools. And then we've been speaking with all of the vendors and sponsors since then about continuing their support of STN. So we're very happy about that. Yeah, it's been great to still have their support and even for STN to just allow these vendors to have like some of these sessions that we're having now online. That's been terrific. We're very excited about the online sessions. They've been well attended. Um, We have a few more coming up. We're trying to create some worksheets and other materials for teachers and everyone seems to be very happy with them. Yeah, that's terrific. I think it's there's something good to come out of this mess that we were, we were in. I think we're starting to see, you know, other opportunities open up and other ideas that came about that we really hadn't thought of, but we were forced to because of what happened and I think it's just it's going to make us stronger in the end. I agree. Um, I think one of the things that was particularly delightful for me was the Excellence Awards show, which just came out of a passing comment that I made to the interns in DC, that maybe we should make the Excellence Awards into a show. And they just picked it up and ran with it. And we premiered that on YouTube. And we had more than 2000 unique views to that oh, event. That's terrific. So we were very happy about yeah. that. And it's now posted on YouTube. If anyone missed it, they'll find it on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it was so great to see, you know, I was popping in there as the the show was getting worked on and just for them to just sit down and have that idea and be willing to just work so hard while everyone else is packing up and and trying to head home for them to still be able to pump out a show like that because we deserve to get that out to everyone. We wanted to make sure that all the winners were recognized for the awesome work that they were doing. So that was a fantastic thing that came out of that. Yeah. And I, at some point, I'll share some great pictures that I have of everyone crushed on the sofas in the presidential suite, (laughs) making a fake set and holding up teleprompters on books. And it was, it was very basic, but it looks beautiful in the end. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So tell us what's going on in the office. I know the office is pretty much shut down like every, like every place else and you're working from home, but kind of give us an idea of what that's been like working out of your, your house there in California. Well, I actually like working out of my house, but the difficult part was figuring out the workflow between Nick and me and Ariane and Evie. But we have that down now. We, we do some pickups and drop-offs in the office. Nick has been in the office several days a week, working at home sometimes. And we have a meeting in the mornings, and we just work together all day, back and forth by email and on the phone. So we're making it happen. Yeah, and that's that's terrific because just like everyone else around the country, we're, everyone is forced to come up with other ways to still get work done. And it's great that you guys are still able to still put in that work to keep the organization running. And I'm, I'm so glad we were able to offer those refunds to everyone. What else is coming down the pike as far as STN besides some of the online sessions that we've, we've just started? Okay, the Honor Society materials have been mailed to the schools, got that out, and eventually okay. I guess everyone will be able to pick it up there. The Excellence Awards are packaged and addressed for the schools, but we're holding them right now because we've learned that nobody's in school. And we don't want them to get (laughs) lost or damaged, Mm. but they're sitting in the office ready to go as soon as people are available to accept them. So that's good. Let's see. We have more updates of sessions coming with links and assignments. Craft Achievement will be opening this week for entries 
probably tomorrow. The materials are all put together and that will most likely be announced very soon. We are accepting memberships for the 2021 school year online with credit cards. So those have been coming in pretty regularly now. We are asking graduating seniors to sign up for the Alumni Association. That link is on the website. And we're also telling graduating seniors that next year they can apply to be interns at the convention so that they can kind of make up for missing convention this year. <laughs> yeah, a little great bit opportunity. And see, yeah. and see the other side of the convention. And then finally, you know, Phoenix 2021, February 28th to March 3rd. We are, we're planning it. It's, a, it'll be a approximately a month earlier than previous conventions. The deals are signed and we're hoping that everything is going to move forward for Phoenix. Very exciting city and beautiful uh, convention center. And I think it'll be a great program. Yeah, we're, I think everyone's crossing their fingers that we're going to be able to have some of these restrictions lifted. I, you know, I know that whenever we meet back again for the next convention, it's going to be fantastic. I think everyone is just going to just be so happy just to be there. I think it'll be just a wonderful experience. It always is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anything else that you want to share before we get out of here? Just thank you for the love. We all need it now. And I appreciate the support from all the teachers and the students, just a lot of love. And I just appreciate it. So thank you all for that. Yes, that definitely helps. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Nancy. We appreciate you coming on the podcast and giving us an update on all things that are happening over at STN. Thanks, Kevin. Take care, be healthy and be safe. Thanks again, Nancy, for that update. Next, let's talk a little bit about what some schools around the country are doing to continue to tell their stories. One state started to shut down and close their schools teachers were asked to conduct their classes online via distance learning. Now for a media or broadcast teacher, this presents a lot of different problems. First, most of the equipment that students need is located in school. Second, because these activities were considered enrichment, not every student wanted to participate. And third, creating a show separately from your teammates is a real challenge. Despite all of these obstacles, schools across the country are still managing to pump out content either through a continuation of their daily shows or through podcasts. Once school started to close, I asked teachers on the listserv to send me some of the work that their students are producing, and we're going to highlight some of them right now. First up, we're going to hear from Doug Green from Carlsbad High School. Hey, Kevin. Uh, thanks so much for creating this podcast. I always enjoy listening to them. Um, we're hanging in there in Carlsbad. I, I was, uh, we didn't make it to STN. Our superintendent called us off about 8.30 the night before, uh, we weren't happy at the time, but in the hindsight, he really did us a favor. I was particularly looking forward to seeing you and your students. Had a chance to visit with you guys in Hawaii Thanksgiving, but uh, well, as always, next year, we right out of the gate, uh, we went to work on uh, Monday of this most recent week. My students partnered with NBC to create a, a PSA on social distancing. Uh, that PSA was uh, sent out um, nationwide. It's had thousands of hits, so it was nice to put the students to work right away. Middle school students, we just did our first virtual show, students anchoring from home, um, introducing each of the pieces, and uh, we got that out, sent that out to 1,000 students and their parents uh, on Thursday, and we'll continue to do that each, each week. So uh, from here in Carlsbad, we're keeping busy. Hope everybody is staying well. Thanks a lot. Next up is a clip sent in from Alexander Somayan from Christopher Columbus High School in Florida. 
So when we started remote learning, I was initially very worried because I thought that lack of in-person communication would disrupt the way CCN Live uh, works. And as the president of the club, I wanted to make sure that everything goes smoothly, that we're still able to crank out content. Um, and honestly, it's been working extremely you know, seamlessly so far. Uh, we've met on Zoom calls almost every morning and we've talked about the future of CCNN Live, um, what we're gonna do about our monthly show called The Voyage. And we've actually been able to come, with, come up with some pretty cool stuff. So um, we're now doing special reports of our, of our monthly show, The Voyage, with some cool packages here and there, whether it be about, about how people can stay fit indoors or maybe a Skype call with a person who is on a on a some sort of task force or whatever about the coronavirus. And I think that through that, we've been able to keep our local community informed. And I think that's something really important during this coronavirus, because um, with all the news media and them making out, you know, them making stories, we wanted to contribute to that as well, because I feel like something's really important is to make sure you see all sides. So I think CCNN Live producing content uh, helps that become a possibility. Furthermore, as for myself as a student as remote learning, I've really enjoyed it because I've been able to go at my own pace and make sure that I you know, finish my work at my own pace without any distractions. So every morning I go downstairs, I, I even put on a, a polo, like one of my school polos kind of gets me in the mood. So yeah, I, I open up my laptop, I join my calls with all my teachers, and I, I'm able to go at my own pace and finish all my work. And sure, sometimes it takes a little longer than a regular school day, but at the same time, I still feel like I'm learning and I am making the advancements that I should be making as a high school senior. Next is a clip from Stu Stein. He's the head of the Belmore Merrick Broadcasting Program in Long Island, New York. We got the news that we would be out of school um, late in the day on Friday, March 6th. Um, luckily for us, though, uh, because of our district's decision to stop travel to things like the STN convention, I was actually looped into the fact that a shutdown was coming uh, a few days earlier. So uh, myself, along with my co-teacher, Lisa Kalish, and our studio manager, Matt Russell, we started making some plans that uh, in case the shutdown was going to go on for an extended period of time, that we would have some things ready for our kids to use from home. Um, our graphics team created some, uh, some title screens and some lower thirds that we could share out. We had a student create a bumper for a coronavirus report, and we assigned out stories for the coming week as if it was going to be a normal week. And then once the order came down, we were uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, we were out, it was a Friday when we left school, and late in the day on the, fo the following Sunday, so the 8th, I got a message from one of our students asking me if I could post the midweek update. That's one of our normal weekly shows. It's a news magazine show that he and the crew had taken it upon themselves to meet that Sunday. And they got everything shot, not only for midweek update, but also for our weekly morning announcements, which usually goes on Friday. So uh, I was uh, amazed that our kids, you know, the way they reacted, that they wanted to keep production going. And so the next day I reached out to our production teams and put some rules into place. Uh, one rule I told them is that the, you know, the, the stuff they shot on Sunday is fantastic and we're going to use it, but uh, that's it as far as getting together to shoot anything. From that point on, everything has to be shot using a, a cell phone camera or a camera that you have in the house um, by 
uh, either on a tripod or by a family member, somebody you see regularly. So our kids are no longer getting together to create, but we are having weekly Zoom meetings. We had our first uh, Zoom meeting. We, we've divided them. Uh, we have a production meeting, which is basically the kids that have editing capability at home. And they, those are our producers and our editors. Then we have a talent meeting and we have a graphics meeting. And we do that so that there's not too many people on the call. Um, the, the meetings have been fantastic for giving the kids a sense of normalcy and getting them together and having them see each other's faces and interact and exchange ideas. Uh, it's been fantastic for me and Lisa Kalish, the, the two teachers that are involved, just to be you know, keeping the kids doing things. This is something they love. Um, so not only do we have our midweek update and our morning announcements, our normal two weekly shows, we've also started a daily coronavirus update or coronavirus report where the kids, uh, we have different, each, each one of our classes, we have um, between Lisa and I, we have six sections of broadcasting students. And so each day a different section is responsible for recording almost like a vlog or a reporter on the street, what they see, what's going on in their neighborhood. And uh, the, the, they've been amazing. The kids are doing, uh, some of them are, are approaching it as if they are a reporter. Some of them are taking it from a more personal perspective, uh, almost uh, like I said, like a vlog. And then we cut them together. We have one of the production team cuts it together day by day. Uh, we mix in uh, a studio host for uh, reports from around town and then something special. We, uh, one day we found a video online of somebody who was going through a coronavirus test. And so we wanted to show that, of, you know, this is what would happen if you, if you need to get a test. Uh, one day we had a very, a very powerful commentary by one of our regulars um, just about the struggles he's going through with, uh, with the isolation. Um, another day we, We've had uh, different things, but um, we had some teachers reacting. And so we try to break up the daily report with uh, different things like that. Um, we actually just found out um, our last morning announcements, we had did a Skype interview with a doctor from New York City who uh, just tested positive for coronavirus. So we're trying to get her back to talk to the kids and talk to our, our, our network about what, uh, what that's like. Uh, we, we had the kids create a PSA uh, script to, you know, they wrote the script, created the graphics, all remotely, all done remotely, all on their own. They recorded themselves on their own. It was cut by a student on his own. And uh, we got the idea from the listserv. I forget which school did something similar, but that's where the idea came from. I farmed it out to the kids. And within a week, we had our own PSA about how to social distance. Uh, going forward, we're creating one this week coming up on how to not annoy your parents during, during an extended shutdown. I thought the kids would get a kick out of that, try and do something funny. Um, some of our more comedic uh, or entertaining uh, personalities are creating uh, that sort of those sorts of things. You know, we don't want everything just to be news. We we, we feel that um, our kids are providing a, a real service, not only for themselves to keep active and keep doing things, but for the community. Our, our viewership has gone up. Our, our daily viewership has probably doubled or tripled during the coronavirus shutdown just because the kids need, not just the kids, but the parents in the community and uh, the, uh, the other students. They, they, we, we provide a sense of something that's normal and usual. So we find that the kids in, the, in town are actually tuning in and watching more than they don't normally do. Uh, the last thing we're working on coming up is we have a another magnet program in our district, uh, the culinary hospitality program, and we're going to have those kids 
create simple videos, again, using their cell phones, having somebody in the house record them, um, uh, simple meals you can make during the shutdown, and we'll add that to our daily report or some of our weekly shows that we are continuing to do. Um, the best advice I would give for people that are in a similar situation, we are basically now in a shelter-in-place order uh, here on Long Island. They, everything is closed except for grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations. They want everybody staying at home, staying indoors, and so uh, my advice is give your kids a sense of normalcy. Give them something to, to do, um, an active project that they can be involved in, connect them, keep them working in the groups that they've been doing, because it, it's important for them to stay creative. And it's important, I'll say it's important for me that this has been such a great thing for me, the fact that, um, you know, supporting the kid, the passion of the kids and giving them that sense of normalcy. I feel like I am doing something not only for my uh, students, but also for the community. So um, that would be my advice is, is find ways to create using remote learning, using Zoom for meetings. Uh, you know, every single kid's got, got a, a cell phone with a camera. Uh, <laughs> the one trick is make sure they know to hold it sideways. Uh, I thought we had covered that in uh, Broadcast Communications 1, but apparently that lesson has sort of been lost on some of our students. So uh, make sure, you know, do a tutorial on how to, how to hold the camera, get the kids creating. And uh, it's my understanding Adobe is running a special where they will give students access to Premiere and other, other programs at home if your district applies for it. I know that my district has. We are waiting to hear back from Adobe. Fortunately, we have uh, half a dozen kids out there that have editing capabilities at home. Um, so they're creating and we're posting. Um, so that's it from uh, Belmore Merrick Broadcasting on sunny Long Island. Next is a clip from Arkansas High School and their Razorback TV podcast. I am hereby issuing a shelter-in-place order effective tonight at 11.59 p.m. This is special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. When Governor Hutchinson announced that all Arkansas schools would not operate because of the coronavirus, I was truly heartbroken. K-12 schools will remain closed for on-site instruction an additional three weeks until April 17th. Times are difficult for many as schools remain closed, businesses shut down, people file to the virtual unemployment lines, students stuck inside with nowhere to go and nothing to do. Since then, life has turned upside down. Everything's closing. It's been tough. It's been awful at times. Today, we focus on the impact this is having on some of the students and teachers of Arkansas High School. I would like to take this opportunity to encourage the public to take social distancing very seriously. With many schools closed due to the virus, the Department of Education will not enforce standardized testing requirements, very importantly, for students in elementary through high school. For the current year, they've been through a lot. Today is April 3rd, 2020, and this is Day 19. Here's your host, Evan Burton. Welcome to our special coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is Razorback Podcast. It's day 19 since the governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, initially announced schools would lock their doors and move to online learning. In his first announcement, schools were expected to reopen on March 30th, the week following spring break. However, later in the week, the date was pushed back to April 20th. As of right now, that is the latest, even though the states across the region have recently extended the closures. Texas is currently operating under the mindset of returning on May 4th, 
Oklahoma has canceled face-to-face school for the remainder of the year. Our coverage provides you several angles as to how this is impacting members of Arkansas High. We understand the death toll is climbing and many families across the world are experiencing the ultimate loss of loved ones. We do not even pretend to believe our problems during this time could come close to such suffering. We just simply want to provide you with some of our stories during this incredibly unusual time. We've been producing daily three to five minute podcasts, but this one will dive deeper. Several seniors will weigh in on the impact of school closures, including executive producer of Razorback TV News, Gracie Pendergraft, and teacher spotlight reporter, Addison Cummings. Braden Caps tells the story of how executive editor of Razorback Podcast, Demonte Jameson, is losing hours at his job because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Plus, our teacher, Mr. Westbrook, is interviewed by Chloe Witt as he provides insight into how he is feeling during all of this. With COVID keeping everyone indoors, it's hard to remain positive, especially considering closures that have laid waste to plans and opportunities set in stone for months, such as Arkansas Boys State, a program focused on developing civil responsibilities in young adults such as myself, a hopeful for attending this year's program, which was canceled today. Unfortunate as it may seem, it is important to value the people and opportunities currently in your life and keep moving, despite how encumbering the circumstances may be. As we're not able to be in school, our reports are recorded on cell phones. DeMonte does have in his possession one laptop with Adobe Audition, and that is how he has edited the show. Braden Caps has our first story, the impact the shutdown is having on our very own DeMonte Jameson. As 6.6 million Americans claim unemployment nationwide, it's very clear that the COVID-19 spread has led to serious impacts on the working people of America. One person who has been affected is RTV's very own DeMonte Jameson. My job was just Chick-fil-A. It didn't get shut down, but it did like it did drastically change because of, you know, the COVID stuff and with all that's happening, we can't do dine-ins anymore. Which is what about almost every restaurant in town is doing. You know, we're trying to limit contact. We're while still trying to provide a good service for our guests and customers. Like everyone else, DeMonte is having a hard time adjusting to the way things have changed. It's a pretty weird thing to see because, you know, I'm so used to, you know, working in the mall. I'm so used to walking around and seeing people socialize and you know me socializing with customers and hearing constant noise is pretty quiet there now demonte with no reliable source of income was luckily able to find a temporary job i recently got a second job at honey ends at walmart on texas boulevard and um i like it the how i got the job i, I was applying for you know other jobs and then out of nowhere my mom asked me how you know chick-fil-a was going and i was like yeah we're probably gonna shut down soon you know we're not getting getting any hours even team leaders and managers they are getting hours cut down to maybe one or two days while he's definitely going through a difficult time demonte acknowledges that things could certainly be worse with me being a teenager i think i have it easier than you know most of the older people there because that's their that's their way of paying bills and, you know, just living their life financially. And above all, he's making sure to keep his head up. But yeah, me, like I'm sure everyone else, I'm just hoping that, you know, this can go away as soon as possible and that we can all just get through this. For Razorback Radio, I'm Braden Caps. The last clip sent to us is from Dave Davis over at Hillcrest High School, and this is his Bay 11 podcast, and this is something that they've been doing almost daily since the pandemic started. I'm Sophia Vaughn. I'm Anna Daniel. I'm William Weimer. 
Americans should be prepared that they're going to have to hunker down. The death toll rising in the U.S., more than 60 dead. The number of cases topping 3,000. Right now, Public Health Seattle King County is contacting every student that had close contact with the sick teenager. Welcome to our Bay 11 Audio Journal, the outbreak of 2020. We'll check in almost every day for the next few weeks, letting you see how three podcasters from Hillcrest High School in Springfield, Missouri are coping with the coronavirus outbreak. We aren't sure how exciting it'll be. That's not the point. It's more about a moment in time, one we will never forget as three American kids dealing with the pandemic of 2020. Friday, March 20th. In a few minutes, you will hear how Anna spent her first day at home after a long drive to the Northwest and back. And William and his mom talk about life today compared to life right after 9-11. But first, we have a special guest. Hi, Bay 11. This is Holly Terrio in Seattle. Let's talk. Holly Terrio moved to Seattle in 2006. Today, she's a resident of West Seattle, just south of the city's downtown core. She's also a former Hillcrest broadcast student from the class of 2004. She was the news director of HTV Magazine her senior year. We reached out to her because of the pandemic and because Seattle was ground zero for the United States just a few weeks back. Life there has certainly changed, as it has everywhere. Holly touches a lot of different communities in Seattle. She's a visual artist, a music artist, and she's also the manager of a local clothing consignment shop. She talks about those communities and more as she gives us this update on the city she calls home in our first journal entry today. So from my experience, daily life in Seattle has really been changing daily for the last, like, three weeks. Um, For instance, I work in a retail space in a women's consignment shop, and uh, I've worked in restaurants for, like, a decade, and so a lot of my family, you know, works in restaurants. And a friend of mine just opened a restaurant bar literally three weeks ago, and um, I've seen, like, his business model just change daily. And um, as far as the shop that I work at, you know, we're now closed. But that was changing from last week saying, hey, we'll be open, limited hours, we'll keep, you know, less than 10 people in the store at a time and take extra precautions. But at this point, it's time to just have essential businesses open and you know maybe curbside pickup this is a big restaurant city there's a lot of money in the city and so there's typically a lot of people going out and spending money at restaurants and bars on the weekdays and the weekends so i know that there's a push for you know uber eats to still be active and curbside service pickup uh for to-go orders at restaurants and and these places are trying to stay open by being creative with the way that they're serving customers, but uh, eat every day. I'm seeing more and more businesses just close the doors and say, okay, we're done for now. Everybody stay safe, wash your hands, you know, let's stick together. I am definitely noticing a stick togetherness that's happening. And maybe that's my community because I'm friends with renters, small business owners, people who work for service industry, you know, massage places, servers, cooks, retail, the small businesses in my neighborhood. Like those are the people I know and artists. And so I know that artists and small business owners are taking this opportunity to say, how can I get creative? What can we do to 
um, incentivize our community to stay connected, but also stay apart from each other. So that's what I'm noticing changing daily. I want to thank all of the teachers for sending those clips in. Uh, For the two podcasts that we aired clips from, obviously they weren't the full episodes. You can find both the Razorback podcast and the Bay 11 podcast up on Apple's podcasts. And I believe they might be also available on other platforms as well. And that'll do it for the STN podcast for April of 2020. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back next month when we have a conversation with Dave Davis over at Hillcrest High School. For all of you old timers out there, you know exactly who he is. And for all of you new teachers to STN, Dave is someone that you definitely want to listen to. So come back next month and we'll have that conversation with Dave Davis. Take care, everyone. And aloha. You've been listening to the Student Television Network podcast. Say your name and spell it. For more information about STN, visit our website at www.studenttelevision.org.